Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want the best coverage from the farm system to the front office, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast, now on the Dub Network. Here are your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 95, and today, Dave Raymond, the Texas Rangers play-by-play TV announcer, is going to join us. But first, we've got to talk to the big, about the big league team and what's going on with them. Yeah. And right now... Quite honestly, it's not really good. Yeah, the first time we're saying that. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Um, you know, they had the, the eight game losing streak, uh, which started uh, with that loss to the Angels, and then the the home sweep by the Brewers, and then they go to Arizona and blew one on Monday to start off the road trip. Went to Minnesota, blew a couple. So <laughs> it's it's not blew one in the you know the finale against the Mets. So it was a three and six road trip. Bullpen took four of the losses, which and blew four saves, which, which is is blew five saves, blew a bunch of saves, which is kind of uh, telling. I mean, this is a this has been the problem all season. Uh, they thought they had addressed it with with Roldis Chapman and Chris Stratton, and for for a while they had, but uh, it's just it's just not working out. That, you know, and and maybe they're tired. Maybe you know it's just one one of those stretches, but. Uh, the fact of the matter is that it's not it's not good right now, and it's 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 not solely the bullpen's fault, but that's a big uh, part of it. Uh, it's a real big part of it, you know. And, and you know the Rangers aren't scoring twelve runs a game. Um, the, the rotation's been okay, uh, not as good as it was earlier in August, but um, you know a, a little bit. They're keeping them in ball games for the most part, and um, and and. Then it's up to the offense and the and the bullpen, and those two things aren't going very good right now. Now, and, and look, it, there's there's a lot of. Th- I mean, right now, um, you, obviously, you talk about that with with the bullpen, and I think it was they blew five saves in six games because they blew two in one night, where they blew a save, then they took the lead back again, and then blew the second. Well, they, save. they did that twice. 
Okay. Well, okay, twice yeah. they did that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk, too, about left field and trying to get left field ready uh, for what they want to do. Jankowski's in a bit of a lull right now. Uh, Duran's, unfortunately, is being forced to play third base because Young's not back. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about this now. Evan Carter, this has been the hot topic nope. everyone's talking about. Look, he started out hot at AAA. Okay. But this is where he needed to be. He needs to be in AAA, and he's got to prove something here. But you don't think. Should he continue this? He's going to face Walker Bueller Sunday. Okay. Uh, let's say he goes through this next 10 days and he hits about 380 with uh, over 1,000 or 900 OPS. I mean, that's better than what they've got right now, possibly. Yeah, but I don't I don't know that, that you – I wouldn't call him up. I just wouldn't do it. I, I just – it's the last month of the season. Uh, he's had a good year. Uh, you know, he had the injury that, that slowed him down in May, but he's been fine the other – when he's been healthy, uh, I don't. I just don't think you, you throw him up. Throw him up. Are you convinced that he's going to be your starting center fielder or left fielder next year? I mean, my personal feeling is he will break camp next year. If he's not breaking camp with the team, he's going to be there quick. That's what I would think. Yeah, Especially I, after the year he's had, and he's ending at AAA. If he goes to the end of AAA the way he's hitting now, and let's just say he hits two eighty at AAA with an eight hundred OPS, you got to think going into into spring training, if he does what he did this spring training, he might be someone, unless they go sign somebody. Yeah. You know, you got I, the Korean guy that's going to be, he's 25, he's killing it, Korea that's coming over as a free agent. He's an outfielder. Maybe you, you get a little bit more veteran there, but, you know, and then you move Tavares to the to the fourth outfielder, something like that. But, I mean, I, where, where are they going to go? There's not big free agents coming up. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, at some point the farm system has to produce to help equalize the payroll and all sure. that stuff. But I don't know that in the last 30, 30 games, 30, 29 games, whatever they have left of the season, I don't know what what a difference it is, what a, a difference Evan Carter would make. Take this guy who just turned 21. He would have barely seen any AAA pitching. And you're like, all right, go be our left fielder and get us to the postseason. Is that the, is that the situation you want to put a guy in? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that. What if they look at it and think, we're trying to get to the postseason, we want to play in the postseason, and right now with everything we got, he may be the guy that's our best option in left field. I don't know that he is. I, I just I just don't, you know. I've said he might be Jankowski when he gets here. I don't know. I mean, he's he's fast. He's a good defender. He, he Look, he hit. He's doing well. And obviously, I understand where the cries are for it because he has produced at every level, and he's producing now. I've also been – I know that the brass isn't excited to bring him up, but I think they would if it was the best option. Yeah, you know, it just seems like a desperation move, and I don't think they're desperate. They're one game out. Right. They have the, – yeah, the, 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 the teams that are on their heels – well, the one team that's on their heels. Toronto. Yes. Toronto. They play Toronto this month. They play the Astros here probably by the time the video's out. Right. They have seven games left against the Mariners. I, I think if they just play well, if they if they solve you know solve their own problems, they're gonna they're gonna be a, they're gonna be in it till the last week. And then you know the last week, Josh Young might come back. Uh, you have Nathan Avaldi who's still trying to come back. Uh, the the team's gonna get better internally. You know if if Evan Carter could throw 95, 98, and and pitch the ninth inning, great. But I don't. I don't think that. 
the glaring need on this team is is a left fielder. And are you going to you know? He can't it, come up here and just be a platoon guy. He's got to come up here to play. Okay, but you know, how, how, I don't know. I just I don't think that's the, the their best okay. move. I, All right, look, I, I, I mean, I would I'd rather I'd honestly I'd rather promote uh, Fabian. Well, I don't know about that either. I'd rather promote like uh, a Davis Wenzel and have him play third base and move move Durand to left field. Boy, Davis you know, is is another one. It, it, yeah, I mean, he's not hitting for average, but he's hitting a ton of home runs. Right. You know, if if you're looking for a right-handed bat, which they are, Sam Huff needs to be on the team, and maybe he will be today, September first. Rosters are expanding. Well, let's talk about that. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, he it's okay. Brad Miller can come off the injured list. Great. He's another left-handed bat. Another left-handed hitter. I mean, really, really, and and you know, all no no. Uh, you don't have Nothing any inside. Against, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything against Austin Hedges, but he's he's not serving the team well. I right. mean, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't do well if he catches. He he's taking up a roster spot and catching one or two innings a night or right. a week rather. Right. Yeah. Know? Right. And, he's late in games. And, if, and if you want flexibility, run. and if you want somebody who can hit, be a fret right-handed, then it could be Sam Huff. You know, you I I just he could play first base. I mean, I you know, not that you want to take Nate Low out, but there's more utility with Sam Huff and more value. Sam Huff, and he's gonna, he's probably gonna be the the number two catcher next year. You know, I don't anticipate that the Rangers are gonna resign Mitch Garver, so it's gonna be Sam Huff's turn. And they're not gonna extend Mitch Garver a qualifying offer. No, no, they won't. He would jump on that like I'd jump on a cheeseburger. Yeah, uh, I just think that that they can address what's ailing them offensively without calling up Evan Carter. And, 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 you know, I know it would be exciting and fun and everything, but um, okay, well, I just think it might over, be overwhelming to him, too. Okay, I, I, Jeff says no. Yep. So that when we're sitting here and you guys are all jumping down me because I have consistently said I don't think he's ready to come up. And they, people want to know answers why. I've said, look, he hasn't even faced AAA pitching. And they said AAA are a bunch of spares. And I'm like, well, then why is it a promotion? Yeah. Why is it a promotion if it's if it's just spares? Well, you know, it's uh, coming up. You're facing guys that are big. Walker Bueller is doing a rehab start. He's probably only going to face him once, maybe twice, because he's probably not going more than two or three innings. Yeah. But these guys are guys that are up and down in the major leagues in AAA, a step closer to going. you got people like Owen White, who could be in, maybe in a rotation somewhere, who's blocked here right now. Yeah. you got pitchers like that scattered all throughout AAA that Evan Carter's going to face. And I don't care what anyone says. It's better pitching in AAA. Than it is in double A. It's different pitching. It's there's more there's more uh, junk. There's yeah. more there's more breaking pitches and, and off speed pitches. Um, guys who know how to pitch a little bit better to, to what you're to you know the, vet, exactly. the veteran guys. So it, it it is different. And if it wasn't different, and they wanted to promote him, they wouldn't have sent him to AAA. They no. feel like AAA is a necessary step. Um, so and I don't disagree. I you know. I think they've got him there to do the playoff run. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. That's, because because Frisco is going to make the playoffs. No, Round Rock. I mean, Round Rock is going to uh, Frisco. I've got Round Round Rock is going to make the playoffs. So that, that I think that's why he's there. Well, maybe. Okay, I mean, so all right. But also, the Round Rock season doesn't end until the last week of the month. You know, he's he's going to get more games there than if he'd stayed at Frisco because the Frisco season ends. They play fewer games in Double A than Triple A. Right. Uh, so you know, there are a lot of reasons for him to be there. But I think that okay. promotion to the major leagues is not one of the primary reasons for him to be there. Immediate approach. And you, know, you got to look at the, the Pacific Coast League. 
is a hitter's paradise. Right. Numbers are, are drastically, drastically inflated there. And so, but, you know, if like like you were saying, an eight hundred OPS in in the Pacific Coast League is average. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, these guys these guys are you know, you go to places like Albuquerque and Reno where the ball flies. I mean the ball flies in in, in round rock because it's so goddamn hot. So um anyway, I wouldn't I don't foresee Evan Carter in the major leagues this year. Okay. And that's fine. That That's the, the thing to address. Now, we got to get back to what really needs to be addressed, and that has to go back to the bullpen and, and what they're going to do there. Who do, who do you think they're going to close with? Is it Chapman? It's got to be Chapman. He's their best option. I know he's he – You know someone it. else that got moved up to AAA is Matt Bush. Are they looking at him maybe no. by the – No, Matt Bush doesn't have the velocity right now. He's hitting 95-96 is what okay. he's doing. Um, they, they, I mean, it was in uh, – I wrote it on Friday in the farm last week. He's he's he was at Frisco because he lives in Frisco. He was moved up to AAA. The stuff wasn't as crisp as it needs to be. I mean, you know, he's th- he's throwing middle nineties, uh, but the, the pitches thirty seven. The pitches need to be the off speed pitches weren't where they needed to be. Now maybe maybe he struck on something. I don't know, but I don't anticipate. You know, if you look at minor league pitchers, I don't think Matt Bush is at the top of the pecking order. I would. I would think you know the guys on the forty man, of course, are are always going to have the, sure. the inside track. Uh, two names to keep in mind are Antoine Kelly, who's killing it at, at Frisco, and and Danny Duffy, um, who's at Frisco, who who asked asked to be moved from AAA to Frisco because he didn't think the automatic ball strike system was helping him. Right, and <clears throat> so um, anyway, he should be healthy. He's a veteran guy. Shoot, I think he's a former all-star. Yeah. You know, he was a starter, of course, but um, I I wouldn't be surprised if, if he gets a crack at it. You know, I mean, the, the, you, they're going to they're gonna keep mixing and, and doing yeah. what they can to get someone up. Sure. I mean, Who do you think comes up today? So they're expanding. One pitcher's coming up. Yeah, well, since they didn't get anybody on the wa- on the waiver deal there, if the Angels embarrassing themselves, um, I would think that it – now, let me, I don't know. It could be Cody Bradford. Who, by the way. Who's, was, who's been the best of the, all those guys. You know, he, did, he was supposed to start last night, and he was scratched. Okay. All right. So maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I pre- literally predicted, I thought it might be, what's his name coming off the IL? Miller. And, and Cody Bradford coming up and kind of to maybe piggyback off Vivaldi if they want to do something like that. That's kind of what I just said. And literally 15 minutes later, someone goes, you know, he was supposed to pitch tonight, and they scratched him. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, and, uh, anyway, uh, I, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense just because he's been the best of all of them, like in the majors. He's right. been very good, obviously, at AAA. But he, has been, he hasn't been intimidated. He's thrown strikes. He's challenged hitters. Um, he's he, – of, of all the – pitchers who have been called up this year he's been he's been the best one um you know mark church has pitched well um he's another guy who uh might be penalized by the by the automated automated ball and strike system um he, Spies. Who, who might Spies has been a lot better um i think this automated ball and strike thing is killing some guys yeah i think cole Wynn on white uh, guys, what I was told, guys who like to work up in the strike zone, throw up, throw their fastball high. Um, it's been tougher for for them than other ones. So, anyway, I'm not making excuses. You know, it's 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 not why Cole Wins walked. 
no. so many guys, but um, it makes a difference. And and in the in the majors, I'm sure they have all kinds of data that that say, oh well, that's a strike, you know, x amount of times. And you know the pro- the problem is that it changes the strike zone changes for every batter, um, and you can't see where it is, you know. And and so and and then is it is it when the guy steps in the batter's box standing vertically, or is it when he gets into his crouch? These, these pitchers are a little bit confused by it, and that's one of the reasons why Danny Duffy wanted to go back to Frisco where they don't have the ABS. And um, But anyway, to your point, to fill out this this roster, it could be Bradford. Uh, it could be anybody on the 40, really, except for Grant Anderson and Jonathan Hernandez because they still have to serve their, their 10 days since being optioned. Right. Um, but it, it – it, just because you call him up on September first doesn't mean he can't go back down. Right. So it can be a revolving door. Sure. You can get guys. Um, as long as they're on the forty man, it's just real, and they've got yeah. options. It's an up and down thing. So yeah. Hernandez can come back. He just couldn't right now. I knew that. What's why Cody might be perfect for that. Yeah. Um, and all of that, but you know what? You 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 brought this up. Um, the Rangers did not get anybody on the waiver wire. Um, yeah. I know they put claims in on them, but they just they were too far down the line. Yeah, even yeah. the Astros, who I was worried the Astros were going to get uh, more Matt Moore because they needed a left hander out of the bullpen. They got nobody. Yeah, I think the Rangers would have blocked them. You know, the the Rangers were ahead of the Astros. Oh, I thought the I thought it went from the day before when the Rangers were technically behind them. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, um, you know, the MLB trade rumors said that the that the uh, Astros and the Mariners were behind the Rangers. Okay. Anyway. Um, but, no, Cincinnati went in and revamped. Cincinnati. And Cleveland. Well, I, you know, Cleveland was first, and Cleveland took all the pitchers, and then um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati wanted took- some pitchers, but they ended up taking the two outfielders. Um, Renfro. Bader and, and Renfro. And, uh, you know, Dominic Leone got through to the Mariners, but the Rangers had him in spring training and, and – uh, Saw him, I think, against the Angels, and and they 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 knew they know what the book is on Dominic Leone and um, you know, Randall Grichik, the other outfielder. He didn't get claimed by anybody. Um, I don't know that he would have helped uh, right-handed bat though, but not not having a great year uh, and never lived up to the the hype when he was a prospect. Um, and then um, you know Mike Clevenger was another guy from the White Sox. Yeah, Carlos they, Carrasco, you know. Who haven't yeah. been horrible, horrible, but haven't been fantastic. Rasko's been pretty bad, but uh, you know. Well, yeah. But Clevenger hasn't been horrible, horrible. right? But, but he's just, dealing with the off-field stuff, right? Any well, stuff? that's been. I think that was cleared up. But uh, anyway, you know, are you going to make a guy who's been a starter and who's been a fragile starter a, uh, a reliever? I don't know. So anyway, um, but yeah, the Angels. What a what a deal that was. You know, to to just go ahead and. Get rid of a trout doesn't want to stay there now. A quarter of their roster. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, they they went for it, which they should have never done. Exactly, you know, that was their mistake. They should have traded Otani. They could have traded Otani, reloaded the 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 major league roster because they would have gotten major league players for him. They would have gotten minor league players for him. Instead, they make a trade for Lopez and Giolito, or they trade their number two and three prospects to yep. the White Sox. Uh, they traded for Grichik and and Crone, and I don't think they gave away as much, but. Um, they, you know, their farm system wasn't great to begin with, and now it's worse. Yeah. And then they just decided to punt, and and it's not like they're saving a ton of money, you know. No. You know, and, and and it's it's 
kind of embarrassing. I mean, you know, for them to, to do that in one month, uh, they obviously have uh, had an effect on the pennant races because, um, you know, Cleveland, I've been on, I've been on Monday this week before the news of, of these guys going on waivers hit. I'm pretty sure Cleveland wasn't going <laughs> to, you know, no. wasn't going to try for it. They're five games back. Uh, they didn't have a lot of options, but hey, they're taking a chance at it now. So uh, anyway, um, and now let's you know what? I, I, but the Angels are just you know it's it's just something new. It's actually them. embarrassing. It's something new every year with these guys, you know, and it's embarrassing. And, yeah, it, it's embarrassing to be a part of that organization right now with what they've done. And hey, look, if you uh, want to do a, re, I mean, it's obvious now. If you're not going into full re, rebuild mode right now, that's embarrassing what you did. Yeah, that's Art Moreno. 101, because he's been an embarrassment pretty much as an owner, in my opinion. That's my opinion. He's done some stupid things as his time as an owner. I'll give give Perry Manassian, uh, the general manager, kind of a a pass here because, again – He answers to Moreno. I don't think that he – I don't know this personally, but I don't know that he wanted to go for it at the trade deadline. This might be his way of – trying to undo some of the wrong that was done. I mean, you know, you're getting rid of these guys who you probably didn't want back next year, at least not at – I think I think Matt Moore has another year on his contract. Right. Um, you probably didn't want them back at that price. So you're, you're clearing six six spots on the 40-man. Right. You're going to call up six people from the minor leagues. I think I think one guy had to come off the 60-day IL. But and that's what, that's what this is. If you're going to – you know, you're going to rehearse – do rehearsals for the last month, you know, and you can, you can kiss, kiss Otani's ass, you know, and, and on his way out the door, uh, he ain't coming back. I don't think so. And, and, uh, I don't care. The the money would have to be double what everyone else is. I think in his mind, he's done. Well, you know, and here's the thing, you know, he had Tommy John surgery right when he came over, he was hurt with the angels, you know, now Four or five years later, he's having Tommy John again. Right now, I mean, I mean, the Angels didn't perform the procedure, but they helped him rehab it. Right? Does he does he trust their medical staff? So I I don't know. I just don't see him coming back. I didn't see him coming back before, and now I really don't. And then you brought up Mike Trout, who's got to be pissed. Why does Mike Trout stay stay there? I know he's a loyal guy because he's making forty five million dollars a year, and that there's and, there's and, no pressure. I know, but. You know, and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would demand to be traded. But, but man, he is Mike Trout, and I know he's been hurt in the last couple. Was of he years. playing he's one hit, playoff game or he's something? He's hurt now. He's played in one playoff series. He went zero for twelve. Um, I think it was. It wasn't a great performance. Maybe it's it, when he was young, though. It was right yeah, when he got sure, up. but still, you know, Evan Carter. It was against the. It was against the Royals. Yeah, yeah, not not Evan Carter. No. Um, so anyway. If I were him, I'd get the hell out. You know, he he doesn't. But Moreno's going to have to eat almost a ton of that contract. To that's get fine. That's fine. But you know what? You if know he what? is willing to eat a ton of that contract, he could get some good prospects back. If he eats the contract, it makes it more appealing for a potential buyer. And he's flirted with selling the team. The season's been a, a joke for them. I know they were good for a little while. But um, if he wanted to, to clear overhead – that's one way to do it. Yep. You know, and you know, the Rendon things nothing you can do about that. He's he's mailed it in. Yep. Got his contract, doesn't care. Uh I talked to a, a reporter 
uh, an Angels reporter who said that he's never seen anybody care less about his job than Anthony Rendon. And I was like, what? That's crazy. But he's got his payday. Um, they're, they're a joke. The good news is the Rangers play him again, part of that last week road trip. That opens. They're gonna be playing against a bunch of Triple A guys. Is what they're gonna be playing. Yeah, and Mike Trout. Or is he on the IL again? He's hurt again. Um, I don't. I think you know that that Hammett bone is tough, man. Oh, that's it's tough to come back from quick. I mean, Delino to Shields. uh, That's an example. Not that he's an offensive juggernaut, but he was hurt early in the that season. And ah, shoot, I don't know, eighteen, nineteen, tried to come back, and his hand just hurt the whole the whole year. Yeah, and and you know. If Mike Trout's hurting, it's not like it's a playoff race. So, right, you know, well, get, get it, get it right. Don't, don't hurt yourself anymore. Okay, so I got all confused this week with with what this was, and it, all of a sudden the epiphany hit, and I remembered how this thing worked. So, what this was in my brain when the when the Angels did this, my brain went to they just DFA'd five guys. It wasn't DFA'd. In the old system, during the month of August, you would put guys on waivers, they would clear waivers, and you were free to trade them after they cleared. So once these guys who were not claimed off of waivers, they immediately went back to their team. Yeah, and in my brain, I was thinking, I was thinking this as early as two days ago. I was going, okay, I'm, I'm confused. If they clear waivers, aren't they free agents? No, they're going back to the team they're on. And then if the team wants to get rid of them beyond that, then they have to DFA them. Yeah, they have. Re- re- it used to be revocable waivers, right? <clears throat> and and th- this they is, used to could pull them back if a deal yeah, wasn't right. Made. This is and this is fairly new. Um, there used to be an August thirty first trade deadline. Yes, absolutely. And it called the waiver deadline. You know, the July thirty first is the non waiver trade deadline. This was the waiver trade line trade the trade deadline. Um, and teams would put half their roster through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody with a big salary, you know, it, it was it was not a surprise to see a huge name on the waiver wire. Um, and then they would get but, claimed by somebody. But they sometime. would have they would have to get claimed, and that team would have to take on the whole contract. Or they'd have to trade, or, or do they it. could clear, and then um, they were free to they, be they tra- were free to be traded. You know, the Rangers uh, they did that a couple times. They, that's how they got Pudge Rodriguez back in uh, 2009, and then uh, Jeff Francoeur. The next year, yep. uh, they got him on August 31st, and he was a pretty good contributor for him in the, the, that month and then in the postseason. So, right. anyway, crazy times in baseball, but um, the Rangers have, you know, this is what they got. Yep. And they, they're going with what they have. They they can – look, They somebody can be DFA'd by another team. The Rangers can sign them to a minor league deal, bring them in, but they're not eligible, eligible for, play, the for the postseason. Yep. But maybe they help them get to the postseason. Possibly. Uh, maybe an arm – the only way I see it being possible, maybe some arm that could help them get to the postseason, where in the postseason, some of your – Back-end starters could end up doing some bullpen work yeah. during the postseason anyway. Listen, before we get out, we're going to go to, to Dave here in just a second. want to give a shout-out to Michael Kennison. He's a follower of you and me, big follower. He's been dealing with health issues, all of that. He has finally been cleared. He doesn't live in Dallas, but him and his significant other have finally been cleared. He's going to be at the game tonight. Oh, cool. I'm going to go down and say hello to him. Um, uh, but he is going on a cruise. But uh, I think COVID, he was so uh, – compromised it COVID really had him stay in he had some issues with the brain I know that and you know that's dear and near and dear to my heart yeah but he's out about they left yesterday they were tweet you know they were texting all about it and all of that I found out he's going to be there tonight gets to see Max Scherzer 
There you go. Which is fantastic. I'm going to run down and say hello. Safe travels, Mike. It's good for us to see that you're getting out here um, and getting out and about. Can't wait to meet you tonight in person. Uh, but good travels for them. Now, let's go to Dave Raymond. Yes. Let's and get it, it going. All, All right, right, guys. Dave Raymond after this. Today's guest segment is brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders. Jeff, what's going on in Frisco? It's a big weekend in Frisco, John. It's their 20th anniversary celebration weekend. Um, tonight, Friday night, September the 1st, uh, the giveaway is a Chris Young and Josh Young dual bobblehead, both uh, former Frisco players. Uh, and, and, and then tomorrow, you have the 20th anniversary poster giveaway and the alumni autograph session, which is going to feature Ian Kinsler, Derek Holland, Chris Davis, and Tanner Sheppers. Sunday, uh, the Dream Team card set giveaway. You can read about the Dream Team at rangers at uh, rangerstoday.com. Uh, also Sunday, uh, big, big old fireworks show. Friday, big old fireworks show. Monday, Labor Day, post-game fireworks. Uh, and then the, the Rough Riders are home next week, too. They're home until uh, September 10th, uh, which is Fan Appreciation Night. Uh, so be sure to check out the Rough Riders at milb.com slash Frisco. All right, guys, and joining us right now from his home where he's back home and getting ready for tonight's game and opening night for the Minnesota Twins uh, in town, it's Texas Rangers play-by-play guy Dave Raymond. And I blame him because this eight-game losing streak started when he went on a little uh, sabbatical there for a couple of games. Dave, what's going on, man? Yeah. Well, we're just we're just trying to dig out from it, John. That's all. I mean, <laughs> it's just going to take me a little time to get things, uh, you know, righted again. So, or the guys um, disappointed you abandoned them in their time of need. Yeah. Right. right? Um, yeah. Well, look. Relationship. Hey, here's the good news, man. Is the good news is they're home. So um, yes, we're there. So good. maybe maybe that will turn things around. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I mean, it's September first. It's officially the stretch run, I guess. Um, did you did you expect this team to be there when when you saw them in the end of spring training? So this is the conversation, right, that we all keep having, which is the expectations going back to spring versus where we are now, and would we take this, of course, if we were offered this um, back in March or February? And, and the answer, of course, is yeah, we would have taken this uh, a game out, um, you know, when, in, into the last month of the season, sure, but. Um, you know, realistically, they're, let's face it, right? The trajectory is not a good one right now. So, um, yeah, did I expect this? No, I don't I don't think I did. I mean, I, I don't know that I expected them to be, number one, let's just say a game out, right, going into September. That, that would have been a tall ask, I think. And maybe more importantly, and I think, I think the bigger, you know, the bigger question is, did you expect them to be, bouncing around 20 games over 500 at this point of the season forget games out in the division and that sort of thing was this a team that was going to play 20 20 plus games better than 500 this year and i just think again if if you look historically at how teams build and how they move forward and is it possible to improve x number of wins per year you would say yeah i guess it's possible that they could be playing at this level is it likely? No, it's just not. Statistically, it's just not likely that this team would be 20 games roughly over 500 for the better part of August and now into September. So, um, no, I didn't expect this. But that said, here we are, and they are in a position where they they 
you know, I think their expectations should be higher at this point. And so that's that's the real key now and the real question. Yeah. Did your camera just turn off? Yep. So let's pause for just a second. I got to check something. It's just, it's just me and John. Yeah. Our, our, oh, no, our, no tech. No, he's uh, he got he had a well, we're at a different studio than when you came. And um, so he had to he got a job. But he I mean, he still puts it together for us, but we we're our own crew here. Well, what happened? What happened to the old studio situation? Um, they decided that they wanted to change our agreement. And oh. charge us a lot more money and not oh. pay me. So <laughs> it was a pretty easy decision. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> We built yeah. one here at the house. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna clap again. I don't know okay. what shut it off. Uh, we were maybe I didn't even record that first part. That's all right. We'll just we'll wing it. All right. So okay. So yes, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is where they are. I mean, they're they're better than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be about 500. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure if the the young guys, the supporting cast, would would come through or repeat what they did last year in the case of uh low and I guess Adolis to a, to a degree, but what is this a tired team right now? What, how, how do you see them as they sit right now? Do they look tired to you? Well, I do think that's a thing, right? I think that's a concern I, at the beginning of every year. I, I it's, it's so common that to look at the roster and you're in spring training and thinking, geez, you know, if this guy is who we think he is, and if this guy is who we think he is, um, well, well, I like this team. I think this team could be pretty good. I think most teams, at the end of spring training, you look at it, you think, well, we can compete. This team could compete. <laughs> but the question is always, well, what do you have behind that? You know, yeah. what's lurking once somebody gets hurt or fatigued or whatever? Like, what kind of depth do you have? And so you get to this time of year, and guys are tired. And I, I was starting to ask questions in May. Um, hey, you know, Josh Young has never played 90 games in a season ever. Right. Right. Um, you know, what about this pitching staff? Guys who did not log that many innings last year. Is there a concern about workload, you know, as you build it up year over year? Or, or do you just throw them all in there? And the answers were generally like, we're not concerned. Right. I mean, um, these guys are veteran guys. They've been through right. the wars. They know what it's like. They know how to handle themselves, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, um, I do think if you look at it right now, that you, you see some performances and some body language that says, I'm tired or I'm hurt. Jonah Himes obviously not playing at 100% right now. Absolutely. Corey Seeger, this is the craziest part to me, is Corey Seeger is not playing at 100%. I mean, the guy's got a severely banged up thumb. Uh, and I, I think there's pain there from time to time, but I'll be darned if he isn't contributing in a massive way. I mean, he's one of the best hitters right now going, so, yeah. um, he can get through it, but yeah, th- there's fatigue there. What I'll tell you a, another, another thing that stands out to me, Ezekiel Duran, he's been so good this year. It, has it gone through a, occasional stretches? And he just recently came out of a, re, a stretch right. where, you know, he was struggling. Well, he's out of it now. He, he's hitting again and, and, and he's producing. But you know what I don't see right now from Zeke is the power. Now, I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's legs. I don't know if that's fatigue. It, it, it could be any number of things. It could just be chance. But I'm not seeing the same power that I saw from Zeke earlier in the year. So, yeah, I think there's fatigue there. And obviously, your, your depth or lack thereof at certain spots gets exposed when uh, when a guy like Josh Young gets hurt. Uh, yeah. that, that, that is a massive 
uh, loss for this team. And it, and it, we can look at it from the standpoint of, well, geez, could we have really expected a rookie of the year campaign from Josh Young and, you know, 25, 30 home runs and high average and gold glove defense? I don't think that was what we were writing in as, as the year began. But doggone it, if that's not who he is. Yeah. I mean, that's who he is. And I think, right. he, I think he gave some energy to that team. So losing him just turns out to be a bigger loss than you would have anticipated at the beginning of the year. And I just think that's where they are. So, yeah, I think I absolutely think there's fatigue. Look at Evaldi, right? I mean, yeah. Evaldi was a, a, a Cy Young candidate through the All-Star break. Yep. But we haven't been able to get him on the mound here in the second half. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a fatigue issue and just an attrition issue right now with injury. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, the 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 young injury has turned out to be huge, and it was it's yeah. com it's compounded because Heim can't bat right-handed. I think right. they're short. I think they're short a right-handed bat, and you know you you look at the bench and <clears throat> Austin Hedge is a great guy can't can't hit. Uh, that's fair to say. Um, I don't know that you know if if you're, if you're looking at ways for them to solve what what's what's ailing them right now, they do have a couple options. You know, Sam Huff has got to be a better option offensively for sure than Austin Hedges and you know and then what are you going to do with Brad Miller you know is, is, is he just going to ride out Who's the left hander by the way yeah, yeah. is he just going to yeah. ride out the year on the injured list and, and could you could could you call up one of these right-handed hitters that's that's killing it at triple a and 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 see if that helps you know but um yeah Josh Young that's that's you, you talk about they got through Corey Seager twice but they can't right. get through Josh Young you know that's right. a, that's a big one yeah Oh, I, I, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's huge. And it's it speaks to what a season the guy is having. And uh, so you're really happy for him. And it was obviously huge for the Rangers to be able to get that kind of production from Josh. Um, but it's been a very, very tough spot to fill because it isn't just the offense. You know, Zeke took a, a, a downturn at the wrong time. Right. Right. Yeah. When he was needed to fill there, whereas he was really hitting well when when Corey went down. Um, but defensively, I mean, there's a drop off. There's just a yes. drop off with, yeah. without Josh there. And man, can you feel it? I mean, it's a big, it's a big difference. You aren't that you look at the percentage of balls that are actually hit to third base over the course of an average major league season. It's not a very high number, but it's a critical number because it's usually hit pretty hard. And right. um, and obviously he had done a terrific job there. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal as far as right-handed bats go. I was thinking about this, right? When I saw Randall Gritchick gets through waivers. Yeah. And I thought, well, wait a minute. We couldn't use Randall Gritchick. <laughs> and just, the, then I looked at the numbers and, you know, he's really struggled lately. Now, I don't know that that's a reason to avoid him. Um, there may be financial issues. Who knows? I, you know, it's not, it's not my job, but, uh, you know, there was a reason why they let him go. I will say this too. You look at the record against left-handed pitching. Um, or left-handed starters anyway, this team has done well. So maybe, I, I do think off the bench, to your point, though, there is a real need. And 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 maybe Sam Huff is a guy that comes up here for the month of September and, and gives him a little bit of that pop from the right side. You know, like historically speaking, under the previous regime uh, with, with John Daniels, who has his fingerprints all over this team and and has probably helped shape some of Chris Young's thinking, the, be the bench has has... They just, John Daniel was like, always like, how often do you use the bench? Well, I think you use it more and more these days. But like, you know, the, the World Series team, the 2011 World Series, you can say what you want about how it ended and all this. The Rangers had a shitty bench. And, you know, <laughs> and, and 
you had to play National League rules at one point. And so it, it was a big deal. And and I think Bochi likes to use the bench. And he, he has some that's NL, what he, he's up. He has NL in him. All you know, all that's that's been his entire managerial experience has been National League. And you gotta have a good bench and and especially if you got guys wearing down. I think Adolis Garcia is the one who's is fatiguing the most. Yeah, I think that I think it is fatigue with him. He's he's chasing that high pitch yeah. that he can't seem to lay off of, and then all of a sudden he, you know, a couple at bats he will seem to finally get it there. Sure. But sometimes you just you can tell in the first pitch of the at bat this may be one where he's going to start. If they stay up on him, he's just going to go chasing after it. I mean, you can see it in the at bat, and then the next at bat it's a whole different approach. So people are getting in his ear. Yeah, but yeah, he he I think he's exhausted. And he and he's taken some pitches off the hand. Oh yeah, took one off the yeah. thigh the other night, wasn't it? Yeah, his yeah. thigh his thigh is going to be okay. It's but he's taken some pitches yeah, off his time. hands. So I, 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 I yeah. ask Dave this: Who's closing now? I mean, that's the question a lot of Ranger fans got. I, I mean, is Chapman the closer now? What are we? What what is Boach doing now? I mean, it's it's so. It's just a trust issue right now, and I yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's running out people you would expect him to run out. You gotta, yeah. you gotta get, put someone I'm getting a out call, there. John. I've got to go. I can't. I don't think I can answer this question. Uh, <laughs> just, um, who closes? Mm. And it's a shame because they have about yeah. five, three or four guys on this team who legitimately you could see were probably someone they thought were going to close this year. Hernandez, maybe Leclerc, you thought maybe he was going to come back and be what he was. You obviously, when you got Chapman, thought this could be a guy, eventually we'll just slide him right there. Will Smith did a great job, but I think we all realize he's really not the closer he used to be, you know, and, and he, he was been about there, but nobody has stepped up. This job's open for somebody to step up and take it. Yeah, and the you- job's open. It, it's it's a tough it's a tough gig, obviously. Um, sure. But uh you you just look at the evolution this year, right? Like you say, Leclerc and Hernandez, that was the plan going in. Those two yeah. would handle the, the last two innings somehow. Okay, well, and then quickly we find out, well, that, that that's that's just not working uh for whatever reasons. Let's let's look for other options. Smith came in, comes in and he really stabilized it. Now yes. part of it yes. I I felt like as we were getting, I don't know, it must have been toward the it wasn't even toward the trade deadline. It was well before the all-star break. And and I, I was just thinking about, okay, well, what are the, the needs going to be this year for this team when we get to that point? How are they going to address it? And you could look at the bullpen, and occasionally I'd ask questions about it, and I'd, you know, I'd get a response, a little maybe defensive at times, about, well, look at the numbers. I mean, it's the, they're, they put up good numbers. Okay, all right, great. Like, at the same time, I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, I don't think this is a championship bullpen, right? I mean, I just instinctually now i i don't i don't know i'm a broadcaster i i'm not a i don't construct teams it's not my job yep. but um but from the outside i was thinking there might be some some needs to address here i i don't know and my concern i thought well the numbers are good right and yeah. and and some guys have performed well and even will smith for for the most part there in in the first half of the season he was handling the closer's job well he was the problem my concern at the time was that's great. It's working now. And partly because you're scoring 15 runs a game and partly right. because you only need him to close twice a week. Maybe, maybe he was closing twice a week. Okay. Right. Well, are those conditions works pretty well. What happens when you need him three out of four games, five out of seven games, 
what happens when somebody else gets hurt or falters a little bit or is starting to feel a little fatigued or whatever. I mean, Smith is toward the backside of his career. Um, he's not a, a power pitcher to begin with. So those things might be concerns eventually. You know, you, you had to have some concerns about the role this Chapman in recent years and 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 his record. There, there, there were signs, right, that he wasn't the same guy. And I think we've seen it here recently when he's come out a little more frequently when his first fastballs are 96 miles per hour. Yeah, I'm on high alert. I'm like, well, that's not now. Rolled as Chapman at his best. Forget about it. Right? right. He's outstanding. Right. Can I run him out there four to five times a week and expect that same thing every time? I, I think the returns right now say maybe not. Right? Maybe you need yeah. more options there. So I think I think fatigue because those two guys maybe are toward the the, the latter stages of their career. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But um, the 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 other part of the problem is that that. The backfilling there behind them hasn't worked out. Spores gets hot on occasion. It's great. Yep. When he's great, he's he's as right. good as anybody. Yeah. But when it gets away from him, he struggles. Same with LeClerc. The, the high-pressure moments sometimes don't seem to agree with him. So it's not easy, man. The bullpen's the bullpen's a fickle animal. When you get a, you know, a, a top-end closer who's just consistently locked down, man, you got to hold on for dear life because those guys – are becoming way more valuable today in my estimation than maybe they've ever been. And they've, they've been highly valued, I think, in, in the last couple of decades. But I think in today's game, I think it's even greater. And partly yeah. because, to your point, Jeff, the bench usage, right? The way teams, man, everybody platoon advantages the heck out of every game from start to finish. And they're prepared for your closer and your setup man. So you better have a guy who's really, really good and can handle both sides. That's exactly in my humble opinion. Yeah. I think you were standing uh, around Scherzer. One of his first days with the team, was the, I think it was the first day we got him at the, at the locker. And he was talking about how he thinks the starting pitcher has been devalued and how he wants to incentivize. It's really fascinating. Incentivize teams that use starters. But in doing that, your bullpen becomes more overworked. I'm not, you know, the Rangers don't seem to be devaluing their starters, but they do have starters that they definitely say, all right, 85 pitches, that's it. Right. And, and, Heaney. yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, if, if Valdi comes back without a rehab assignment, it's going to be, yeah, same thing. He's going to be, he's going to have to pick, somebody's going to have to piggyback. And if when... the piggybacker's crap, then it's going to be another bullpen load at a time where the bullpen, yeah, doesn't need to be working a you know a heavy. Well, load. but let me ask you guys this about Evaldi, right? Why not? And, and and we haven't gotten any clarification on this. What the plan is when he comes back? I mean, they continue to to slow play these bullpens, and and that's fine. I mean, obviously, you want when you have him back, you want him to be healthy, and you're hoping for more than just these next four weeks, right? You're looking at right, you know, potentially a, a postseason run. So, um, so you got to make sure he's right, but. Given the bullpen struggles and the way you start thinking about shaping a postseason run, isn't his big right-handed arm and just competitive edge and everything else about him, would they maybe be better served to think of him as a bullpen guy and work, number one, you don't have to get the same kind of length, but number yeah. two, he's got that experience on the big, I mean, in the biggest of stages where right. he's been so clutch out of the bullpen in the postseason. Um, he seems like kind of the, the real perfect and energetic 
uh, build into that bullpen for me. I, 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 and I, again, I don't know. I don't know what their, their plan is, but it's pretty uh, interesting. It's man, a, it seems like where I'd start. That's interesting. I mean, uh, okay. Are you concerned about the injury? You know, uh, yeah. how, how often would he be able to pitch? Yeah. That's the deal. Could nope. you run him out consecutive days or is he a guy that needs to have a couple days off in between? Probably. I mean, but would you pitch him? Let's say Scherzer starts and gives you seven and it's three to one. Bring him in to go. have him close it out, right? But then, yeah. when, when he, but then, when he can, can he pitch again? Yeah, can he go well, on make, that yep. short of rest? Can he go three days later instead yeah. of waiting four or five? Well, I like it, Dave. Like, like, obviously, very good questions, right? And something that somebody with a little more expertise and whatnot <laughs> would have to would have to figure out. Although I will say this too, right? Once you get to the postseason, um, with the way the TV schedule works out now and the off days that are built in there. Uh, it might make it more feasible, right? That, that you you yeah. wouldn't necessarily have to pitch him on consecutive days as often as you you, you know you exactly. might otherwise have to. But yeah. and now, but for the interim, these four weeks, you might have to be careful and maybe dodge some spots here and there. I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's crossed my mind more than once. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, 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 these guys play catch every day. These pitchers, yeah, play, they're they play catch up. every day. They throw off a flat ground every day. Some of them will go and throw 10 pitches off the mound, not hard, before a game. I mean, these guys are throwing all the time. So he could do it. I mean, he he threw his bullpen I, I, on the last homestand. He threw a bullpen. Next day, I saw him throw off a flat ground. He was not taking it easy. So, I mean, these guys have it. It's just yeah. – When's the last time he threw? Did, did he not throw yes, uh day before yesterday? Before He threw in Minnesota, right? And then his side got – Side tight. Yeah, they yeah, well, he won the arm. The it was the side. Yeah. Right. And I know I as, as it was last left, I believe he was throwing today. I think a bullpen today. And okay. and I and that being Friday, uh here at the start of this homestand. So um and I can't remember I I now you, you get so crossed up over the days, right? Whether this was a heavy bullpen or <laughs> whatever. I I, I want to say this is today's supposed to be kind of a big day, this Friday. Uh, kind of a bigger bullpen for him. So, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. It's we'll see. More, we'll see and and they'll probably sit him down, get him up, kind of do yeah, that thing. But, yeah. But the but the big thing is, how is he the next day? That's always what they're looking for. How do you feel mm. the next day after you've yeah. done that? Yeah. Do you feel like yeah. you normally feel after you've started a game? Well, I think if he hadn't had that tightness, he would have been starting. Absolutely. This homestand. Yeah. 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 I think so Maybe too. Maybe this weekend. And it's just yeah. precautionary. It's like we've already got you there. It's it's okay, a little... but it's precautionary. So does he throw a bullpen? Does he have to throw another one? You know, it's is this like his start day, and then he'll throw a bullpen on uh, Sunday, and then start against, against the, Astros? the Astros? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know, Dave. What do you What do you got? Maybe you I know, know. you need to answer those questions for us. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's all on the ringing, table. Do not make your phone ring right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all on the table, right? I, I think. Sure. Look, they're not they're not trying to duck him. I mean, they want him. Yeah. Um, but they also, they don't want to get him hurt. Right. And, and, and Absolutely. John, like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't his, you know, it's not so much how the bullpen goes. It's how he feels the next day after he threw that bullpen in Minnesota bullpen went great. He looked great. Ball was coming out of the hand. All, everything was great. He afterwards said, Oh, this is fantastic. I, I feel, I feel <laughs> wonderful. The next morning, ouch. Right. Just not ouch. Even just like, uh Oh, there's a little, little tightness here. So yeah. Um, so they back off a little bit and that's, right. it's smart, right? I mean, he's, cause he really, you know, we have no idea how these last 30 days are going to play out. And that's, what's wonderful and exciting about this whole thing. 
Exactly. No clue, right? This could be the most amazing story written in a long time. <laughs> and 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 he may be the guy who gallantly is carrying everybody on his shoulders into town. Yeah. Um, that may be how it plays out. And it might well be that that waiting and being patient right there in Minnesota when he felt that little twinge in his side was the Maybe key the to the difference. whole thing. So yeah, who might, knows? Might be the difference. Never know. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the the one non-baseball question, it's a baseball question, but how has your job changed with the pitch clock? Are you <laughs> was it was it tough at first? I mean, now you've probably got your rhythm, but yeah. It's, I, late, I, it's late in the season. You better have your rhythm by now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's um, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Uh I, I would say just like the players, I, I'm shocked at how quickly and easily uh, we all make the transition. It's just uh, the first couple of games, spring training games, and then regular season games, uh, there might even be a, a you know an umpire pointing something out or something like, oh wow, you know that's this thing or that thing, and and you kind of get a little locked up and you're trying to sort it out. And um, the pacing really wasn't too much of an issue, uh, yeah. I don't think, even from from day one. But now I, I feel really comfortable with it um and that didn't again didn't take but maybe a week and i i'm baffled that it took this long for us to get here right you, 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 again <laughs> there's so many things there's so many things i look back on now in retrospect that just blow my mind i'm like we we played outside in this town day after day in this heat really yeah. how did we do that <laughs> and then and then the pitch clock stuff we used to play without this thing why what were we thinking because this is you know the players don't even, we had the moment. We did have that moment, right, in Minnesota where Chapman wasn't right. aware of that first disengagement thanks to the catcher timeout. Um, yeah. So it does pop up still. But, but I mean, it's so rare that anybody gets caught or or feels, you know, somehow confined by it. I, I, I just think everybody's cool with it. Except, as you point out, Jeff, Scherzer still won't let it go, right? He loves right. to talk about it. Right. He, just hates, he hates all these new rules, <laughs> which great. is great. He's wonderful. Okay, yeah. I've, I've got my non-baseball question. Right. I've got to ask too because we're we we already learned all about Dave last time when we when we had him on. Okay, it's been hot, hot, hot. Did that affect the elderberries or what? What are what what happened this year? Yeah, I was going to set up today's Zoom with the elderberry bushes behind us, but this breaks my heart, John. They're dead. Oh no, they're dead. I got I got no harvest this year at all. They burn up really badly. And oh it, it's not it's not the type of plant that you generally domesticate. So, you know, usually on ditch banks or whatever, you know, near railroad tracks, that kind of thing. But I thought, you know, I wanted to have my own and cultivate them and really whatever. And it's hard. It's hard because I don't know exactly what makes it work or not work. It's like a weed. I mean, it, yeah. it, most places yeah. you just can't get rid of it when they show up. Um and it's still as much death as I've dealt with this summer. There's still little shoots that keep coming up, little suckers, uh, which is great. It means that at least underneath there, it's still got some yeah. life. So maybe but, it'll come back. Yeah. yeah. It should. It should. But man, yeah, no harvest this year and just devastating disease and death out there. I don't know. And I don't even know. Like, could There could have been some some critter, you know, that, that, yeah. that got in there. I, I just don't know if it was all heat if it was pestilence. So it kind of makes me crazy right now. I'm always researching it and trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, so we, we had, you said critters. We've noticed the last couple months, there was a cat 
we would hang out in our flower bed and we'd kind of eat our flowers. All right. You know, my wife was like, well, how do, we, how do we get it out of there? Be gun. We're not going to shoot a cat. Just a BB gun. It just it's a black cat it. too. I don't want to screw up with the, the no. thing. So anyway, I'm out. Uh, I'm out last night uh, doing some crap in our yard. There's three damn kittens. So hey. the mama, the mama was hungry. <laughs> she was eating whatever yeah. she. Yeah. Okay. We we got congratulations. Apparently we, a, apparently, we have a feral cat population in our little neighborhood, and these, they, they taste like chicken. They, they oh, gotta go there. John. <laughs> no. They won't. No. Uh, but they won't. The the kittens won't come near us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to. I want to feed them. You know. I want to. I want to help. Them out, but that's gonna. That would just lead to a disaster. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Don't do that. I tell you what. My, you know, my family has a farm. I do hunt, so I made the joke. But I, I, I like to go hunting. I'm, I'm not a big hunter, but we have land, so I do it. But they have a big barn out there, and they keep feral cats around the barn. They throw some feed out for the cats to keep them. But it keep, helps keep rats and stuff away. Yeah. And out there on a farm, you know, when when you have a big, uh, you see about a five foot uh bull snake or whatever out there they say don't touch the snake you leave the snake alone he eats rats he eats all of that and the thing will scare you to death when you're you know sometimes it's easier to step out on the porch in the middle of the night if you got to go to the bathroom than try to but but those things are big i mean they're big but they you leave those feral cats and the, the snakes alone in a farm they they, they run all of it alone right it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a whole ecosystem it all works together so possums. you gotta yeah possums are great they're the nastiest looking things in the world, but when I catch one around my house, I put him back out over the fence. I'm like, you can hang out in the, because they eat rats. They eat a lot of the, uh, a lot of the critters that get around your house and all of that. Man, possums are good. Well, they take care of a lot of the insects and all of that, and they're not aggressive. They look it, but they're not aggressive. Yeah. They play dead. They freak out when you get near them. My dogs would love to drag them everywhere, but man, possums aren't bad. They just look like a big old huge rat. That's the they're problem. creepy. Yeah, they're, they're really, really horrible. Creepy. Yeah, I dislike them. Well, all right. I'll keep that in mind next time I see a possum. <laughs> no, no. He's going to take care of our snake problems that we don't have. <laughs> John said you have to keep it right yeah. there, and, and then they'll take care of it. Anything else for Dave? No, let's let him go. Let's so let him go. We're going to see him out there tonight. Right. The audio version, Dave, will be out tonight. Uh, that, that'll be out okay. before game time. So everything we've said today matters. Now the video will come out, and we'll already be through the weekend probably. No, I, yeah. hey. no, I've got to. I've got to go over to TCU tomorrow, so I'll be able to get it to Joel and Joel if you can get it to me tonight. Yeah, we'll have okay. it ready for tonight. That right. that'll be good. We'll see you here in a couple hours out of the ball. All right, all right. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. All right, that's Appreciate Dave Raymond, play by play for the Texas Rangers, guys. Right after this, we're going to go down in the bus leagues. Big thanks to to Dave Raymond for joining us right there. It's time now, guys. We're going to go down in the bus leagues. All right. Right now, we'll talk about each team. I, I had a deep dive. Let's go down further uh dsl i believe they're done in the dsl is that right they're, they're doing playoffs down there in the dsl okay. uh the rangers they have two teams down there one team went 30 and 25 the other was 19 and 36 um not bad uh anybody's uh you know it, a lot of young 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 right young right right and, and, and there's some, some of the ones who aren't younger are guys who um you know twenty thousand dollar signees at age 19 or 20 you know right. they're they're it's such a – it's kind of a – I mean, a crapshoot, I guess that's a good way to say it. I mean, you're you're down there signing guys. Obviously, there are the big-name guys who go to the – who you know, who have the Buscones, who are who are trained, and, and, and teams recognize who they it's are. It's a Buscone. It's like a trainer. Okay. All right. And um, I, think, I think they find that term derogatory, actually. But that's kind of the, the term in, in – 
in the in baseball just yeah. to call them Busconis and uh, anyway um, you know the, and and then you, you hit on like a ten thousand dollar signee you know I mean Emiliano Teodo was a ten thousand dollar signee and he who's throwing one hundred and one miles an hour right you know it, sometimes you have to they have to switch a position or, or do something and and you know you, you spend ten thousand dollars on them and, and figure out what you get figure out what you've got and uh, so so in addition to you know the players like uh, uh, Pedro Guerrero is that or is that that's a, or is it pa- it's Pablo Guerrero, who is Vlad, Vlad's Vlad's little brother, little brother, and um, you know who who signed for a little bit more. He didn't sign for a ton, but like a hundred uh, grand, I think. Yeah, I mean Sebastian Walcott, who who was there, who signed for three million. He's he moved on because, as we've discussed previously, some uh, cultural things that that he was better served in the United States. But um, so you you do have some big big dollar signees. I mean that's where Ronald Guzman and and Nomar Mazzara got their start. So. Yep. Anyway, it's a crapshoot down there, but I think the, the Rangers, done. the Rangers have some some good talent. Yeah, uh, Arizona Complex League. They're twenty two and thirty three. They're five and five in their last ten. They lost a couple. Walcott, I, they might be finishing up too there. And yeah, they, they and, don't they don't play forever. I mean, it's September first, and you know they have a one one game semifinal, and then right, I mean, it's a short playoff. And if if Walcott's done, I don't know that the Rangers made they were they had a losing record there. He finished with a two fifty three uh, average. He had seven home runs and eight twenty six OPS for a seventeen year old. Yeah, and you know just because they're done doesn't mean he's done. He he could he could Falls definitely coming. go to, um, well, yes, that you know Instructs is going to start here. He could get promoted in for a couple a, weeks, but he could go to down east to finish out the year. And same thing with. Uh, Chedry Vargas, who's had a phenomenal. Didn't he get promoted phenomenal, already? Did he? Okay, good. Yeah, he got yeah. promoted. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, yeah, he's been good. There, and uh, I, I think he's second, second in the league in home runs. And uh, you know, you've seen some of the draftees start there, and, and Wyatt Langford started at, at, at in the Arizona Complex leagues for a few games. And right. So anyway, um, there, there's a there's young talent there, and it turns over pretty quick as guys come in and out from the draft. But, sure. Um, anyway, now, down yeah. east, down east is twenty six and thirty, five and five in their last ten. They've lost one. Obviously, a uh, couple guys just got promoted out of there. Aiden Curry just got promoted to Hickory. Well, he deserves it. Yeah, yeah he's had a great year. Um, yeah. Porter still there, probably going to be headlining that because they won the first half. They, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. So I'm sure Porter's going to be their opening night starter for playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean he's you know workload management still, if you will, to borrow that terrible term from the NBA but so it's a it's a thing you know he's they don't want him to get past 100 innings and um he's been pitching well and, and when they've had him so he might uh, he might be their best pitching prospect right now uh maybe yeah I mean it's you know considering who's hurt and who's yes it has to do with yeah. injuries and who's playing yeah. the, he might be their best healthy pitching prospect right well, now I mean he's he's I think he's a top 100 prospect <clears throat> in a couple of those industry lists so yeah. I don't, I don't. I think you're. When do the playoffs start? Do they? Are they getting ready to go? <clears throat> yeah, they. They. Um, let's see. Frisco ends the seventeenth, I think, and the the two eight clubs finish. I think the week before. Okay. So they probably got one week left. Uh, or... clo- it's close. It's it's getting close. Okay. All right. Let's go to Hickory. They're thirty six and twenty. Five and five in their last ten. Uh, they won one. A uh, couple guys moved up to there. Of course, Abby Ortiz is still there. Who's yeah. just, just thirty home runs, Jeez. hitting over three hundred. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 
in this system, first base is a de- is a detriment. There's not <laughs> a standout first baseman anywhere in this organization. Correct. Um, Abby, there is an opening there if he can continue this and right. take it up to the next yeah, level. I'm sure. sure he's going to stay there. Uh, Frisco is not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. No. So there's no point in bringing – they're not going to bring him to AAA, although he is 22. Uh, yeah, that, that's – no. He, he, he did spend, a, I think, a year at junior college. Um he signed, might be signed as an undrafted, non-drafted free agent. Uh, you know, so good, good for him. Um, you know, uh, you sent me a text last night uh, about Wyatt Langford, who was pulled on Wednesday. He was pulled Wednesday. Today's Friday. Wednesday night, he was pulled late in the game, which you wondered if it's because they were killing somebody out of the lineup last night. Yeah, workload management. Workload That's management. What I was told. Um, you know, this guy. This guy had a had a. He Long played season. a full college season into the College World Series. Played from played from February to June. Uh, not every day, obviously, but probably every weekend day and once during the week. So right. four times a week. Um, then he then he the College World Series ends. He shuts it down for the draft. Takes a while to get signed. All that. And then he has to go back and build up. You know, this is a guy who's never had five hundred at bats. Right. You know, there's no need to run him out every day. Um, so he's not getting promoted, at least not yet. I, nope. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if, if that last week in, uh, um, of the, the Frisco season, or even, I mean, it can, it could even happen next week. Um, if he gets called up and spends the last week or 10 days with him, that's what they did with Evan Carter last year. Of course, that team, so made, they, that team made the postseason, but, right. um, but th- I think they could call him up at some point, but they're not doing it like imminent. Okay, so call him up to a team that's not going to make the playoffs. <sighs> Let and, him play two weeks. And then shut him down. Sure. Shut him down. No no chance maybe he goes to AAA to go to the playoffs I with them? I don't think so, no. Um, that's, that's a lot to ask. You know, okay. you look at uh, Dylan Cruz, who was the first overall pick. He's been promoted to AA and is doing fine. And then the pitcher, or I guess Skeens was the first overall pick. Cruz went second. And, and the, the pitcher, Skeens, they call him up to – Double A, the Pirates did, and he didn't get out of the first inning. Yep. So, uh, it's it's a it's great. It's something, but you know, yep. give him a taste of it because I'm sure that's where he's going to be next year. Oh, absolutely. I, there's no point in going back to A ball next year. So, no. yeah, and he doesn't need to stay and go through the playoff run unless maybe that's maybe their ultimate goal is they do let him. I imagine he's somebody that we'll see in instructionals or at least a, AFL. You think? Uh, I don't think he'd do the falling. I, I, he maybe doesn't, some, he doesn't need to play anymore. He's he's he, had a good. Good. He, he got a ton of at bats at Florida. Don't want to get him injured. Under He's going to get stupid. a lot of at bats here. Just let him rest. Let him get into the weight. You know the weight program. Off season. Learn what an off season looks like, and uh, go from there. Okay. Frisco's twenty nine and twenty five. They're six and four in their last ten. Uh, they've won one. Um, this was a team that was voted by a lot of uh, publications out there the best team in baseball in minor league baseballs to start the season, and they look nothing like they did when the season started. Right. Uh, they've had a lot of players moved in and out, and had a couple of players traded. Thomas Thomas our good buddy, he cleared a hundred RBIs last week, or th- I guess it was this week. He's he's that done may it. be the guy. He, he is dis- he is killing it. He's hit like nine home runs for Springfield. Uh, he's having a great first, uh, making a first great impression, uh, making a great first impression uh, with the Cardinals organization. Good for him. I haven't checked on Acuna. Uh, Ronald uh, had a tumultuous week as you know some fans came out of the stands in Denver to take a picture with him. Um, and then the security guards tackled the fans into Acuna and he fell. 
This is according to Ron Washington, who I spoke to uh, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Acuna went and got married yes- yesterday in Los Angeles and then hit a home run to give him 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. First time grand slam, didn't he? It was a grand slam. Yeah. First time that's ever happened in, in Major League history. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Frisco's a little different. Uh, obviously, Jack Leiter is off the developmental list, which is good. He pitched well Sunday over three innings. Gave uh, up a home run to the first <laughs> batter and then just, like, look, lights out. Didn't walk anybody. Yep. Um, and then the struck uh, out five, I think. Four. And yeah. And then um, Trevor Halvers had a, a real nice summer. Uh, the the player known as the one from the Joey Gallo trade who is not in the major leagues, but if you look at his numbers, he's having a pretty good year. Um, I think he's hitting around two sixty, eight eleven OPS. Uh, let's see, I got to do the math. Thirty eight extra base hits. He walks a ton. He's got a three seventy nine on base percentage. So. Um, it's probably not as happening as fast as he'd like it to happen, but he's had a real nice summer. Okay. Let's go to uh, Round Rock, uh, where, where uh, they're 34-20, and 7-3 in their last 10. They lost a couple. Carter is up there now. He's hitting 500. Okay. We've already talked about him going into the weekend. Uh, Matt Bush got promoted up there. Uh, a couple other names that we know, Foscu, Wenzel, um, that 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 – are performing up there. Uh, these are some names to watch who possibly might come up to try to help the big league team. Uh, yeah. Um, Especially the arms. Sandro, Sandro Fabian outfielder has had a real nice, real nice season. Blaine Krim's had a great two months. Blaine Krim has been on a tear the last two months. And you, you look at where his numbers are and they're right where they've been his whole career. Right. So um, he, you know, <laughs> at some, at some point you just got to think, all right, this guy's hit everywhere we've put and he's a right-handed bat and he bats right-handed it just seems like he can play third in a pinch it just seems like he's he needs a chance i i just think that at some point curiosity is going to kill the cat and they're gonna be like all right blank Grimm, go do it now he does start slow he, he's kind of been a slow starter it's it's shown at each level the last couple the last couple years um but he he can hit and he can hit well, so, what, the way he's hitting the ball now and the way he's grooving, maybe that is a bat that can come up here. Hey, you know, uh, no. He can DH. Uh, well, you got Garver <laughs> that's doing it for right now, but that's a guy that, I mean, look, if he's going to come up here and come off the bench and pinch hit, then that's not the guy to bring up. Well, right. I, I just think that. He's not on the 40 either. Right. I mean, there are a lot of problems with Blaine Krim getting on the roster, a lot of obstacles to him getting on the roster, not problems. But, um, it, hey, I just I would just be like, gosh, you know, we got to give this guy a shot. So, anyway. Yep. Um, well, and it'd be easy if Mitch Garver wasn't doing what he's doing right now. Yeah, he's, Mitch Garver's can't, can't, got to keep him in the lineup. Absolutely. So. Okay. So, I think that's it. Yeah. A couple things. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, absolutely. Subscribe to Rangers today for five nine 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 in a month. $60 for a year, 35 for six months. It's just, it's it's cheap. It's top to bottom coverage, as you just heard on the podcast. So, um, give it a whirl. And, yep. and you know, if this season goes into October, it'll it'll a a annual subscription will take you shoot through spring training. I think to opening day. So yep, uh, give it a well, <laughs> yeah, an annual subscription. Yes, yeah, six months will get you. I think to spring training. So um, anyway. Hey, big thanks to Dave. Yeah, Dave's a good guy. Guys, we're gonna be out there tonight. This is coming out. It is Friday. Uh, September 1st. Uh, so that's coming out tonight. Uh, the audio version video will probably be out Monday or Tuesday. Uh, like he said, hit that subscribe button down below. But until next time, guys, we will see you at the yard.